Hey everyone, a quick programming note to round out the year. I'm going to be playing some of our most listened to episodes so you can hear the amazing content from our great guest again. Thank you to everyone who's listened to the show and all the support you've shown. It's truly appreciated. And now, on with the show. The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have everyone. I'm also really excited to have on our guest today. He is the manager partner of operations at GW Capital Investments, Mr. Aaron Wong. Thank you for joining us today, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, the pleasure is all on my side. I appreciate you making some time. You guys are, are doing a lot of great stuff and incredibly busy. So we always love having folks on like yourself. For those that maybe haven't found you uh, on the interwebs yet or, or, or you know, know who GW Capital Investments are, if you wouldn't mind just giving us a little backstory about where you're from, how you got into real estate, and really what you guys are up to right now. Sure. So I born and raised in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, currently live in Virginia, in Northern Virginia. Um, and so I started real estate, I would say probably back in 2013 is kind of where I, I say my story starts. Um, when I was living in San Francisco, uh, we did something, what we'd call a, uh, a live and flip or house hack. Uh, we bought a house out there. It's 1960s, 1200 square feet, super expensive, you know, because it's San Francisco, but, uh, you know, we, we saw a lot of opportunity with it. Um, did a lot of upgrades, spent about three years, uh, myself really building and like landscaping the entire backyard and just doing a lot of that interior exterior work. Learned a lot by doing that. Um, and you know, eventually when we sold it 2019, I mean, I think, uh, our agent, when he sold it, he's like, the backyard is the selling point. I, that is going to be the whole selling point of this, of this entire house is the backyard. So, you know, we, we, uh, we made off pretty well with that. Felt very, very blessed. Um, then from there, we started to do, um, getting into real estate. Um, you know, my wife has been, had always been pushing me to do real estate and real estate, real estate, real estate. And I was, for, you know, I was always really into investing, but like stock investing and things like that. And uh, eventually started getting into more reading about real estate, like on bigger pockets, right? Just learning a lot there. And then, you know, there's a lot of articles about getting into like multifamily investing or small multifamily and things like that. So I started looking more into it and I was like, hey, this looks really interesting. I'm very interested in this. And of course, my, my wife was on board and she really wanted to say, hey, let's go for it. Let's do this. And then so we started looking. And so within a month, we bought uh, three fourplexes in a month. And, um, you know, two and well, it's not three fourplexes, one fourplex, two duplexes side by side, and then another fourplex. The one fourplex and two duplexes was, were in Dayton, Ohio. And then we bought a, another one in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, all within a month of each other. And then um, went from there um, and, uh, you know, felt, you know, we, we got, we got them under contract, got them uh, closed and uh, just started working on trying to, you know, build the team. Cause we didn't, obviously we don't live there, right. We live in Virginia. And um, you know, that was another challenge is uh, trying to purchase a property without being there, getting the team set up. And I, you know, I'm reading bigger pockets, you know, they're, I'm trying to implement everything that they say and, 
know, with long distance investing and, and uh, I think it helped a lot by doing that, but obviously there, there's a lot of mistakes that were made and the things that we learned and which is probably, I will probably definitely cover that, but uh, we learned that from there. And then um, probably about a year later after we were um, investing, went back to Utah to visit family, um, got together with my, one of my friends for dinner. Um, you know, we'd known each other for a, a year, I'm uh, not year, a, a decade, 10 years. And so we just got together to start talking. He was talking about what he was doing, how he's kind of felt a little lost in his life, just trying to figure out what the heck, what, what should I be doing? I was telling what I was doing with real estate and he just got really like his eyes lit up, just kind of like got really excited. And I'm just like, this is, you know, this is a lot of fun. This is what I'm doing. He's like, you know, I, I was about to go take this money that I had and I was going to put it into just building a, a cabin on a lake house, uh, you know, on a lake. And then he's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to invest in real estate. Can we do this? Are you interested? Can, can I partner with you? And one great thing is he and I are, are, you know, we have a lot of similar attributes, similar um, views on life, but we're very different in many ways, which I immediately saw like, hey, I think this could be a great partnership. So we decided to come together. He started taking over the acquisitions. I started taking over um, operations because that's more what my background and education has been. You know, he, his has always been in sales and, and things like that. So he's a very good talker. So natural, natural fit for us. Started, started pushing. We immediately got under contract, you know, like a 12 units, uh, a fourplex and a duplex. Um, and then just, Kept, kept working it and then eventually started looking at bigger things because we just noticed that, you know, it takes us almost as much time to, to get under these bigger, bigger units than these small fourplexes. And so we started looking for bigger uh, properties. Eventually, uh, you know, we we're looking for like maybe a 50, 60 unit. Let's, let's, you know, get our feet wet, these bigger things and let's, let's syndicate these. But then uh, we got a 56 unit under contract. Eventually, uh, we, we flew out there. That was actually in Oklahoma. Flew out there, looked at the property, uh, really liked it. I mean, had a lot of work, a lot more work than what we needed, expected. Um, that deal eventually fell through uh, for, you know, there's some negotiation issues there. Um, but at that same time, I was looking for property managers and, and other contacts. And this property manager, when I was talking to her, she's like, hey, there's a 200 unit. That's in the same market. You should go check it out. So we went and checked it out, looked at it. And eventually, you know, we, we went there with some property managers. We're like, this is awesome. This is a great property. We put an offer in, long story short, we got it. Um, and then, you know, we, we syndicated it. And, you know, we're, we're looking to close on that in the, the next uh, 10 days or so. So that's, that's kind of our, our journey to now of sure. when, when it comes to real estate. Man, that's awesome. And listen, I'm always envious of somebody who can actually do from like an operation side, like understand the construction aspect and even do it yourself, especially the, the landscaping, all the stuff you did. It sounds like in your, in your first, like uh, your first home in, in the Bay area and doing that. I listen, I can't, that's not my, that's not my specialty. <laughs> uh, I, I, I struggle with, with hammer and nails and screwdrivers and stuff like that. That's why, that's why we have partners, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but so that's awesome. You know, I love hearing the, the journey of everyone. Everyone has a slightly different journey and how they got to where they're at today. And, you know, we bring on guests that uh, come from a ton of different backgrounds. And I, and I love hearing that. But I would imagine along your way, as you were talking about already, it hasn't been 
just smooth sailing or easy along the way. And would love to maybe have you unpack uh, one of those experiences and, and help educate us and our audience on uh, what that's like and, and what you had to go through. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, it's, as I mentioned, I think the, uh, our, our three properties, really four properties in one month, I think, I mean, I think it's great to scale fast and we like to scale, you know, my partner are very aggressive and, uh, you know, we, where we want to, you know, if we find a good deal, we're going to go after it and go after it hard. But um, I think going after these, these 12 units, you know, these four, four properties, you know, we learned a lot. It was, you know, it was our first real deal. I mean, usually they tell you, you know, do your first deal and then kind of see how things go and kind of make tweaks and then do your next one. But we did basically four deals all at once. So it's basically four and one. So our first deal was like four, four deals in one. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of um, things that we faced. I mean, I think one of the, some of the biggest things were like building the right team. Um, you know, we, I tried to do the right thing. I tried to go on to like bigger pockets forums and, you know, Facebook pages and just say, Hey, I'm looking for a agent. Can someone get me an agent or I'm looking for a property manager. Can someone introduce me? And so, you know, I think, um, from there, I mean, we found a pretty decent property manager. I mean, I wouldn't say that they were terrible, uh, but I think just things just didn't work out. I mean, like we had property, we had units sitting for six months, you know, and, you know, as, as you know, as an investment property, you know, you, you your properties can't sit, right? You, they right, need, to yeah, be, no. you need to be turning them. You got to be turning them. And, and I mean, I can understand it was during, you know, there's COVID and, and things that came up, but still, you should be turning things at a relatively good pace. And so, I mean, we trusted our, you know, we, we put a lot of trust in our team. Like I, I'm all about building a solid team and putting trust in people to do their job. And I'm going to get out of the way because they're, they're going to obviously be better than me at it. And so we trusted that our property manager to, to do their job. But then I'm looking back, you know, since I'm the operations guy, I'm looking at the numbers every month. I'm like, Hey, we still have this vacancy. What's going on. Right. COVID, whatever, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, um, I can't get, the, I can't get certain parts or, you know, or I can't do this and that. So, you know, really for us, one of the biggest learning experiences is like, you gotta, you gotta build the right team and take your time to build a team. I mean, don't go in. You know, our, our mistake was we just found a referral person, just one person gave us a referral for a property manager and we just went with it. We didn't, we didn't, we did nothing about interviewing them, trying to learn about what their experiences are. We didn't try to go talk to other property managers. We just felt like, hey, if someone's referring this person, they must be pretty good, right? So that was one of a, and, and we learned a lot. I mean, it costed us, I mean, like, I mean, units were sitting for six months at a time. So you can imagine all the cash flow you're losing there. And so that was, that was a big learning experience. So, you know, we immediately, we would apply that obviously to, the next deals. Um, and so, you know, this 200 unit that we have under contract, I mean, we, we spent our time to build that team, you know, that's there, making sure we did all of our interviews, we did thorough, you know, background checks, and just make sure that we trust them, and that they will do what they need to be doing. So, and it's been good so far. Well, let me ask you this, because I've seen the bigger pockets post similar to that, right? Hey, we're looking at investing out of state. We're wanting to build out the team. And, and we know from a running kind of one of the running themes on this podcast is you're only as good as your, your partners, your extended team yeah, uh, the, and who's going to be helping you for those that are maybe listening and they're thinking about it, working and finding deals out of state. Uh, 
what approach are they taking? Is bigger pockets like a good good place to start, or or where where is a good place, or where should they be looking and doing things to find those good extended partners? Being that they're not going to be local and boots mm-hmm. on the ground, but their partners will be. I think there's a lot of ways. I mean, just because I, I started, I only knew bigger pockets, right? That's all I knew when I was starting. So we just went to bigger pockets. And I think the forums are all right. Um, every once in a while, I feel like you, you'll get some pretty decent advice. I mean, I go on the I go on the forums and I try to contribute and help out wherever I can. Um, and but I mean, definitely, I I feel like it's still got to. It comes down to the word of mouth and just knowing people who are in those markets that could provide those that advice for you. Uh, I mean, it's other than bigger pockets. There's a lot of different other forums that are out there. I mean, other investors that you know that you could ask. Even a, uh, your local real estate agent might know an agent in another market that could introduce you to somebody else. I mean, it's just really getting for for you know how we found our our providers and our property managers. It's all about word of mouth. And and but then once you find them, you don't just go with the first person that you talk to. Right? You don't go with the first bid that you get. You have to you know, do your thorough vetting and make sure that you trust this person and, um, you know, just, yeah, don't take it lightly because especially at property management, not, not every property manager is created the same equally. So, and it's a tough job. It's a tough job to be a good property manager. So how, how aggressive, and maybe that's not the right word, but how, how much thought do you put into, okay, you're in this relationship with a property manager or whoever it may be. It could be a, a contractor or, or somebody on your extended team. How much, how much leeway do you give them before you look at making a change in a situation like that where, you know, you, you found yourself six months without, you know, certain locations being rented out. How much leeway learning from that experience would you say you would want to give somebody? And I know it could be a little bit different in general per job or per whatever it may be doing, but in general, for those that are listening, um, is it quick? Do you give them some leeway? Kind of what, what's your thoughts and approach on that? Yeah, so, you know, I think like what you said, I think it's different for every single person um, and every situation is a little bit different. I mean, if they make a mistake, sure, everyone's going to make mistakes. Um, but, you know, and it comes down to training, right? You know, we'll, we'll, take, we'll take responsibility until we really feel like we've done absolutely everything that we can to to ensure that this person is set up for success, they still cannot do what we're asking them to do. So I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer or really a specific answer for how much leeway we give them. I think it's just, you know, we give them multiple opportunities. We try to be very thorough. You know, we, we try to have SOPs for everything that we do just to say, Hey, this is exactly our expectations. You know, you know, you know, the coming from like the, the W2 world, you know, I've, I've never been a clock watcher. I don't think I should watch what you're doing. I don't care, but I have these specific objectives. And as long as you accomplish these objectives uh, by the time that we're saying, as long as it's done, it's fine. I don't, right. I don't care. Right. So I think it's the same. It's like, we have these specific objectives. As long as you meet them, we're going to be good. If not, we'll talk about it. We'll figure out why it's not happening. And if it's not happening, you know, how can we rectify it? If it's still happening after we try, you know, then maybe we'll have to start looking at another option for us. So, and that's why it's, I think it's important, even with you select a property manager or a contractor, you, you still have a backup. There's always got to, you got to have backups for yourself, a backup to your primary, just in case. Sure. Well, I'm sure if you're going through the interview process, which it sounds like you guys do now, you mm-hmm. probably have 
at least two candidates that you really like, maybe even three companies, candidates, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, that you could, you know, you pick one, but you have the other one or two waiting in the wings just in case, you know, yep. you like you like them enough. It could have been a coin flip on who you went with. So, you, you know, if, if one isn't working out, you have somebody else to fall back on because you have, Absolutely. you've gone through the interview process. Have you done the due diligence of finding out who's the right, who's going to be the right fit? Yep. Absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, you, you got to do that thorough vetting. And just like with this, uh, our Oracle on one property, I mean, we really had two awesome property managers and it just kind of came down to, we had one A, one B, right. And it's almost a coin flip. We just felt a little bit more comfortable with the one that we selected, but the other one, I would have absolutely no problems hiring them to manage property. Right. So. Sure. Well, and I'm sure that'll even come back in the fold. You know, if anybody in the area asks you guys for property manager, you'll probably say, Hey, either one of these are great. The one you use, the one that y'all, you know, decide that ultimately wasn't the perfect fit, but Hey, these two are great. We like both of them. Either one would probably be good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's awesome. Well, Aaron, I I can't thank you enough for the time coming on board and, and really helping us understand all the different things. There's a lot that goes into mm-hmm. getting a property, finding a property, getting a property, and then managing a property. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I really do appreciate you coming on and helping us and, and being humble enough to talk about some of the struggles that you guys have had uh, getting started. But for those that are interested and want to follow up more with you, or maybe even invest with you in the future, especially like uh, where you guys are looking in the Midwest, where's the best place people can find you and reach out to you and the team? Yeah, sure. So our website is www.gwcapitalinvest.com. Um, you can also email me. My, my email is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at gwcapitalinvest.com. And uh, yeah, happy to reach out and talk to anybody. I mean, we, we're always looking for partners, investors, or anyone just to talk to. You know, we love, we love talking to people. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I can attest before we hit record, we had a fantastic conversation going. Aaron had me rolling and I had to pause laughing just to hit record. So uh, <laughs> I'll second that. Definitely reach out to these guys. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. I really do appreciate it. It was a blast having you on and I, and I really appreciate the knowledge you're able to share with us today. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.